Hello, everybody. This is Evan Jarshower uh, with Intervention Radio. Um, it's been a long time since I have uh, had an opportunity to sit down and um, put together a podcast episode. Um, and the simple reason for that is I've been working hard. Um, I think that um, what I found over the past X amount of months here is that um, the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, has significantly impacted uh, my world uh, because there are more and more families that are uh, seeing um, their loved ones more than ever. Uh, schools have uh, closed down. They're about to reopen, but they've closed down and work is now remote. So people that were oftentimes going on business trips, um, there are no more business trips. Um, or working late at the office, um, in many cases, there are no more offices. People are working from their home office. So uh, for me, I decided that I would just take a little time right now and uh, just share with you uh, what I've seen. And hopefully that will um, help some families out there that are uh, struggling um, with a loved one or they themselves may be struggling with uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, um, and potentially self-medicating um, with alcohol or drugs or prescription medications. So like I said, um, I've been busy and um, it's a, kind of a, a, a double-edged sword. It's good to be busy but oftentimes when I'm busy, that means that there's a lot of people out there that are having a hard time. Um, so with that said, um, what I've seen uh, over the past few months here um, are families that are um, fighting a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more conflict. Um, and a lot of that has to do with seeing their loved one. Um, who maybe they knew they had a problem, maybe they didn't, but definitely being able to see that the symptoms of whatever's going on uh, it, are definitely rising um, to the top. Um, there's no hiding. People are, uh, like I said, not going to work in the office. Um, they're not, the kids aren't going off to school, to the university, just starting to go back now. And we're seeing a lot more signs and symptoms, <clears throat> excuse me, of depression of anxiety, um, you know, sleeping late, uh, insomnia, um, depressed, lack of interest in daily activities, um, anxiety, um, on edge, and uh, lots of uh, arguments and discord. So what I would recommend to families that are seeing those symptoms, uh, seeing even the, the addiction issues, the, the uh, drinking too much alcohol, uh, abusing prescription medications, um, uh, definitely getting out there and having that dialogue, that conversation with their loved one. I think it's critical right now, um, given the fact that uh, so many of us are uh, have found that we've had to get to know your neighbor, get to know your family, um, finding a way to communicate effectively with loved ones right now has, is perhaps more important than ever. Um, and, and with that, 
uh, as I've said before, I think it's important to be open and honest. Um, if you see something, say something. And um, if you do see something and say something and you're getting some resistance and some pushback, um, some denial, when it's pretty obvious there's a problem, um, that's when I would recommend that you would seek out some professional help. And I'm one of those people um, that is uh, a professional who you could reach out to, uh, who would be able to work with the family, work with loved ones, and put together a solid plan of action to, um, in a very loving, supportive, and understanding way, to engage uh, your loved one in crisis uh, in a dialogue, a conversation about getting some help with understanding a plan of action, and of course, with a firm backbone, um, when they ultimately potentially refuse to accept help, um, and establishing some firm, healthy boundaries uh, to support the plan to get them help. Um, and with that said, I have definitely seen um, a lot more um, interfamily conflict. Um, families that are... Um, trying to figure out what is the right direction, what is the right thing to do? Should we uh, confront them? Uh, uh, do we push uh, and just say, you got to go get help, and if you don't, um, you're out on the street? Um, my answer is no. Um, in, at least with the cases that I'm presented with, um, when you have a loved one with a serious underlying mental health issue um, and who's battling um, an addiction um, and, and using mood altering substances to cope with depression or anxiety or trauma. Um, you know, putting someone on the street is, is you could say, is kind of inhumane. Um, and with that said, you also have to have firm boundaries, uh, on the other hand, to help encourage, guide, move that individual uh, into a mindset to ultimately accept help. With regard to putting together a mental health intervention or a, a, dual a true dual diagnosis intervention, um, fortunately, interesting enough, with be because of the virus, um, a lot more families are able to get, to friends and family are able to get together uh, to support their loved one um, when it comes time to actually implementing a plan to get them help. Um, so there is a there is an upside, at least with regard to being able to mobilize loved ones. Um, and when I do that, what I focus in on, I have three components, three basic components of the work that I do um, and how I do it. The first thing I do with my families that I'm working with, friends and families, is really look at what are that what are that individual the one in crisis what are their special qualities what are the redeeming qualities what are the good things the good memories um, and we want we want to start off with that um, this is not about beating somebody up who's already beaten down uh, who's already battling issues of self esteem um, from there I go on to guide my families on looking at their concerns. And being able to present those current concerns that, that they have in a very, as much of an objective standpoint as possible, how those issues, those behaviors, um, those changes in attitude 
uh, that lifestyle has impacted, affected their lives. And at that point, then, it's about presenting what is the plan, uh, where the person's going to go for help. I strongly caution anybody that's listening to this, this podcast, um, to engage, spark up a conversation, move in, approach their loved one in crisis without a plan of where they're going to go when their loved one actually agrees to accept help. So with that said, I'm not saying that everybody that's listening has to hire a professional dual diagnosis interventionist like myself, but I I do know, I'm very, very confident that um, when you do approach somebody who's feeling down or you know that they're having issues, um, you, you definitely want to come with as much of the solution or potential solution as possible, as opposed to just highlighting the problem. Okay. Um, and, you know, in so many of my cases, when I actually sit down with the, the family, um, and in many cases I have, there's, there's divisions. Uh, a lot of families I have are, um, you know, where there's a divorce there's two sides of the family. There's two stories to be told. And in many cases, I'm working as the intermediary um, to help bring everybody together on the same page so that there's a unified loving front. Um, and by doing that, we significantly increase the prognosis, the probability, not only, not only that we're getting that loved one to, to a program for their care, but perhaps even equally more importantly is that when they get there, um, there is a greater foundation of loved ones to surround and support that individual while they're working on the road to recovery. And uh, I've seen that's in, that helps to increase outcomes exponentially uh, overall. Um, and then from there, uh, in most most of my cases, there's resistance, um, not only resistance from the, the, the identified patient, the person we're trying to get help for, but from various individuals and factions within family and friends. Um, a critical part of really making this work is being able to unify for a cause. Now, when that's done and the, indiv- the, the identified patient refuses help, it's about putting together a strong, loving, unified set series of healthy boundaries that all participating, all involved, are willing to stand by, uphold, hold firm on to help essentially raise the bottom um, so that that individual in crisis is able to ultimately uh, accept help without having to go through the process of um, being hospitalized, a tragedy, institutionalized, incarcerated. Um, and so that's the concept, that's the basic concept of how the intervention works. And now with um, the corona, COVID-19 virus What I'm finding is, and I want to get back to this point, that there is a significant rise in cases where I am seeing depression, anxiety, 
um, difficulty controlling moods. If, if somebody had an issue before with depression or anxiety or managing their moods, there's no question that our global, the global pandemic that we're all dealing with right now has, it's essentially um, almost like lighter fluid, proverbial lighter fluid on an already incendiary, um, fragile uh, state of mind. And so for that reason, I would encourage everyone, everybody that has taken the time, and by the way, thank you for taking the time to um, uh, listen to my my podcast. And I'm, I'm hoping that you know, you're able to get something from it, um, some direction, some thought, some guidance. Um, you know, of course, keep in mind that if your loved one is in crisis and needs immediate attention, don't hesitate. Make sure you reach out for help. Okay. Um, the intervention is the concept, the idea where we can put together love, the plan, the understanding in an organized manner, but it still takes a little bit of time to, to make that work. Um, so with that said, with that said, um, you know, with regard to what I'm seeing out in the, the world right now, as I travel across the country and I'm working with families in crisis, there is a uh, common denominator um, and it definitely seems to be that um, there is a growing sense of uncertainty, uncertainty um, and with you know, how the future, the outlook of the future, with regard to going to school, university, um, with regard to employment. I am seeing so many people that are concerned um, about keeping their job, um, companies closing. Um, how their business is impacted, and this then trickles down to everybody in the family. So for me, and at the same time, I'm also doing my best to um, you know, follow CDC guidelines, uh, maintain my social distance. Um, so it's, it's definitely a delicate balance between you know, engaging with families in crisis understanding the depth and dimension of um, what needs to happen in order to get that loved one some help. But by the same token, delicately working around um, my own um, welfare. Um, in any case, with all that said, um, I want to make sure that everyone that's listening, um, if you do feel as though uh, you'd like to speak with a professional dual diagnosis or mental health interventionist, feel free to reach out. Um, you can call me directly, um, and I'll give you my number right now. It's 305-467-8666. That's 305-467-8666. Um, you can also uh, go online um, to the website. That's behavioralhelp.com. That's behavioralhelp.com. And, um, we can definitely talk through your case a little bit. And of course, it's a complimentary consultation just to talk through whatever's going on and see if we might be able to assist. If not, perhaps we might be able to help refer you to um, another option, another solution that might make more sense. But in, in any case, uh, just to kind of recap here, um, our country, the world right now is going through a difficult time Um battling, dealing with not only the actual um, 
the virus and how it's killing and how people are actually getting sick physically. Um, but I think that um, without really being able to see all the data, the, what I'm feeling as I work throughout the country here is I see, I feel I'm seeing a growing, uh, perhaps even greater uh, population of people um, that are, their mental health is being impacted. Um, the anxiety, the depression, um, the uncertainty, and even the trauma um, is definitely impacting probably far more people than that are actually coming down um, uh, or symptomatic with the virus. But either way, either way, um, when you do have a loved one who's in crisis, once again, to recap, uh, engage. Engage with from an understanding, loving, um, solution-focused place um, and come in with a, a plan. And if you need to, uh, if you don't know how to put a plan together for your loved one, reach out to a professional. Uh, reach out to your local community mental health centers. Reach out to your therapists, your doctors, your family physicians. Um, and once again, feel free to reach out to, to me. Uh, as a professional dual diagnosis who works across the country. With that said, I'm going to wrap up. I'm taking enough of your time, and um, I look forward to reaching back out to you guys, um, hopefully a little more frequently than in the past. I've just been working pretty hard here. Um, so for now, that's it. Once again, this is Evan Jarshower um, with the Intervention Radio Podcast. Um, have a great day. Um, and God bless. Bye-bye.